you have Callie has patience to learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pray that God loves you. <laughs> well, welcome everybody to our second episode of our new podcast called The Turn. Um, first and foremost, we'd like to just take a couple seconds to thank everybody who took their time to listen. Last week, um, we've gotten a lot of text and comments and even a Venmo from Jordan Christman. Shout out to her. Thanks for the Starbucks. Um, So it's just been really nice to hear some positive feedback and, you know, continue that. Please let us know what you want to hear and what resonated with you. Um, It really does mean a lot to us. So as always, before we start, um, let's say a quick prayer. Dear Lord, thank you again for gathering us in um, my mama's home and giving us the opportunity and the means to, to do this. We ask again that your your voice be heard and that your words come out of our mouths and resonate um, wherever you want them to. Um, your will be done. Thank you for the fellowship. Thank you for um, the great meal that we had before this, and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Shout out to what, um, Mighty Burger. In the hood. Best burger on the block. Um, So last week we kind of, you know, introduced ourselves, gave you little teasers here and there about what this podcast is actually about. So this week we wanted to just take the time that we have and actually talk through how this came about, what the mission is, um, and what it means to each of us individually. So without further ado, I'm going to pass it over to my mama to talk about what she thinks it actually means to turn. I wish you could see my face because I'm like, my eyes are wide going, oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) Um, The turn. So I guess um, I'll take us back, us all back, including the listeners, to us sitting at the dining room table and just having a chat one day. And we were talking about just different things that happened in our lives and how um, we had come to um, positions in our life and what happened in those positions. And then all of a sudden we started talking about um, the action. And then we said to each other, when you get to a certain place, a certain position, you have a choice. And you have to make the choice to either face that and um, repent of it, and I'll call it sin, okay, face that, repent of it, turn from it, and sin no more, or you have the choice to keep on in the same direction and not turning from it, and I think that's what we were all sort of kind of saying in our own way through these stories that we're sharing with each other or these positions in life that we are in, right? Um, so really the turn for us is, um, things, life, um, things in life are going a certain way and what can we do to change that? Well, you have to face it, you have to acknowledge it and you have to turn from it and sin no more. So that's where we got turn and McKenna actually, um, got a tattoo, what, three weeks ago? Right before Christmas. Oh, okay, gosh, it's been a month already. (laughs) Um, And it's Schwab, how do you say it? Schwab. Schwab. Um, It is Hebrew for um, 
to return. To return, which is um, not just turning, but return to, I always think of like the scene of the crime, right? Yeah. You're sinning, right? So you're going forth in sin, turn, and then return to Christ. Return to the grace and the um, forgiveness of him instead of continuing down that road of sin. So I guess the one thing to kind of um, acknowledge from our side is that, you know, what mom just described is what is the turn? What does it mean to turn? Um, I don't know about y'all, but today's society has me freaked out. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of things that, um, you know, morally, I think that I personally don't agree with. And I see, you know, friends, family, media, um, going down a certain path and it's kind of putting a mirror to my face. It's saying, okay, um, Kenna, here's what you're doing mm-hmm. and you're seeing other people do it and you're, you're either condoning that. So mm-hmm. you're, you're saying that that is okay because other people are doing it mm-hmm. or you're seeing other people do it. You don't like how they look. You don't like how they're perceived, but you're still doing it yourself. Mm-hmm. So Either way, today in society, I think that, you know, me, mom, and Callie are all within the same family, but we have a different generational perspective. We've seen the world in a different light because of how old we are or what circumstance we've been through. So I think that at this point in time, it's important for us to speak on this topic because there's so much um, misconstrued in terms of what the truth is Mm -hmm. and it's very um i think that that i personally and i'm speaking for both of the ladies next to me have been called to speak out what the real truth is in a world where it is very um compromised and very um even condemned on what god's real truth is in this world so that's the moment that is why this moment is why we're taking the opportunity to do something like a podcast which is you know, a very good way to, to speak your mind and get those thoughts out into the mm-hmm. world in such a time and such a, a culture where that world is full of um, just not, not God. Instead of God infiltrating the world, the world has infiltrated God in today's society, in our churches, in our media, fill in the blank. They're trying to define him, and right? They're, they're, in their yeah, own way. Mm-hmm. and they're trying to, to remove him mm-hmm. from certain parts of... Um, you know, our day-to-day lives that whenever Callie and I were growing up, I mean, we started every day at school with a prayer, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so it's in just... In the Pledge of Allegiance. In the Pledge of Allegiance <laughs> and to the Texas flag as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that uh, we are all called, and we can go into this a little bit more in detail about our personal experiences, but I was, I was a little ashamed about my perception of truth because it wasn't going along with mainstream media, mainstream society and what they were putting out there. It was like, wait, if I, if I say, you know, Jesus, am I going to, I'm not going with the norm, am I? I'm going against what everybody's telling me is, is right. And I think that that turn for me, especially is, is one of the things that we'll go into later, but that's, that's why now the question of why now and why we're doing this, that that's why. And that's where the, the, the spark and inspiration mm-hmm. and call to action has come from. Mm-hmm. And I think answering 
the why now then turns to how do we do that? And mm-hmm. it starts with everybody as an individual. And it starts with everybody realizing their own issue, their own shame, their own mm-hmm. sin. They have to fix it within them, within themselves to be able to then go out and affect the world. I think um, we might have mentioned it last time with it starts in your home, then mm-hmm. it can go to your community, your country, and eventually mm-hmm. the world. But it has to start with you, right? Um, I am, like I said last time, not very wordy, although my <laughs> sister gave me praises for it, so thank you. But I um, I heard two songs, actually, on KSBJ on the way here driving from my house that kind of reminded me or made me think of what I think that we were going to talk today about. And the first one was Maybe It's Okay by The Messengers. And the reason that I felt like this was kind of um, relevant to the turn today is because I think a lot of people don't know what situation they're supposed to be in mm. whenever they feel like they need to turn back. Are they in too good of a situation? Are they, you know, is it all about Thanksgiving and they don't have any pain? Is it all about pain and they feel like it needs to get a little bit better before they can come back? Something like that. So a couple of the lyrics that I really like from there is, If I didn't know what it hurt like to be broken, then I wouldn't know what it feels like to be whole. Mm. That's their opening line um, in that song. (laughs) We're going to try not to cry today. Um, Why? That's no fun. Because you can't understand this. Anyway, so the the course of the song says, maybe it's okay if I'm not okay, because the one who holds the world is holding on to me. Mm. And that is truth right Mm. there. Mm. And it doesn't matter where you are. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you're living your best life right now. It doesn't matter if you're living your worst life right mm-hmm. now. You can come back. And it is okay to be in a bad spot. It's okay in a, to be in a good spot. Yeah. Because the one who holds the whole world has got you. Mm-hmm. And no matter where you are on that spectrum, right? It mm-hmm. doesn't matter if you're in the worst place. He's not going to hold you any differently than if you were in the best place. Right. And another... The, and, I mean, this whole song is fantastic, but the next verse, if I didn't know what it looked like to be dirty, then I wouldn't know what it feels like to be clean. Mm. And, mm. If I did, and if all of my shame hadn't drove me to hide in the shadows, then I wouldn't know the beauty of being free. Mm. Mm. And I think, I don't know, when I was driving today, those just hit me in relation to this podcast. And mm-hmm. I just everybody's on a different journey and everybody is not at the same level of despair or sorrow or whatever to turn back. Some Mm -hmm. people are doing great and I'm one of those people. I feel like I'm in a really good place right now in life in general, in Mm -hmm. my marriage with my, I think I'm doing a decent job of raising my kids, (laughs) (laughs) you know? So I don't feel like I'm in this shame, sorrow, despair part. I'm in this joyful part of my Mm -hmm. life right now. And I hope that it lasts for, you know, as long as it can. But that doesn't mean that I still don't need to come back more, yep. right? You're never, yep. or I feel like, return. yeah, you're never in, like, this perfect spot with God. You always have something you can come back to. You always have mm-hmm. some deeper um, version of yourself and your relationship with him that you can get to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then another song I heard was Jeremy Camp's new song, Out of My Hands. I thought this was really relevant, too. 
especially, I think um, it's a new song, so I'm assuming maybe he wrote it in quarantine. I don't know. <laughs> but it says, every day this never-ending pressure tries to take its claim over my heart. I have tried to hold it all together, but time and time again, I fall apart. Mm. But that is where I find my life was never mine at all. Mm-hmm. You're the one inside, always in control. I think that's that's kind of the why in general. Like, that is it. That is, There's one sentence. That's it. <laughs> uh, so when it feels like all of this pain is never going to end, brought to my knees by all the things I don't understand, I will let the weight of my fear fall like sand out of my hands and into yours. Mm. Mm. And, I mean... That's it for me. When I was, you know, I was driving and I was like, that's it. It's really, to me, I'm a simple person, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I see the whole picture, but sometimes it's just one sentence. Out of my hands and into yours, boom. Mm-hmm. That, that kind of hit me on the, the why and the how today. Just let it go, it no also, matter where you are. It also relates to your yoke mm-hmm. from, from last week. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, Callie. I think um, what I hear you saying uh, just pretty much lined up exactly, layered on top of what you were talking about, um, the heavy yoke, right? You have to take things off to allow something back in or give something up to allow something to um, take you where Mm -hmm. you want to go besides where you're at. Right. Right? <laughs> that's just that I mean that 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 kind of freedom right mm-hmm. that the breath uh, yeah just being able to I don't know y'all can't see me shrugging my shoulders up and down like it's it's loosened or whatever but there's some freedom in that so yeah absolutely so I guess my my question to the group is you know we're, we're three women in a particular um, particularly I'd say good circumstance we live in America we have food in our bellies we were raised by a god-fearing mom who taught us who god is right Mm -hmm. so we have a a lot of knowledge around us we've lived through a lot of you know shittiness and circumstances fill in the blank but i am very proud of the fact that we were raised by a mom who always kind of taught us that that term even though you didn't label it that way you you taught us that no matter where you are in life just as callie was saying whether it's good bad or indifferent there's still that need there. There's still that reward at the end of that that we didn't even know that we really needed. You know, you're chugging along, life's good, got a, just got a promotion at, at work, but that doesn't mean that there's still something within your heart that is yet to be satisfied. Mm-hmm. Um, so my question, I guess, is whenever you're thinking about other people and other circumstances and their turn, how can examples of how you've acted that out in your life how could that be related to other people? Like that struggle, like things that you know about turning, the actual act of it and the repercussions of it. What are some things that, you know, in your brain and in your heart that you've experienced that you think need to be shared and need to be um, spoken out loud? That way other people aren't, you know, afraid of turning or they don't know what to expect or they don't um, have that jolt to get that, that journey started. Sort of kind of like what did the turn actually feel like, right? Correct. What yeah. was the turn actually mm-hmm. like the way that 
received it at, at whatever moments, because, oh my gosh, it's a constant in my yeah. life. Um, I don't know about y'all, but it's a, it's a constant. Um, as McKenna was talking, um, it draws me to the verse that we sort of kind of thought about when we were having that discussion around the dining room table. Um, and for me, this is what is the embodiment of, of the Turner, or, or what happens what happens in the turn. Mm. Okay. And it's also our corner, cornerstone verse. Fun fact. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, Isaiah 61. Um, I'll start off with the first verse. Uh, this is actually a prophetic verse also. Um, the, Isaiah is actually speaking of Christ in this verse. Mm also to tee it up too um, I'm going to read it and then I'm going to um, tell you what I mean by teeing it up the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and captives and release from darkness for the prisoners so this is prophetic. Um, Isaiah is speaking of Christ. So one of the things that I that really hits me about this verse is this is the purpose of Christ. Mm. When God sent his son to us, and this is Old Testament, mm -hmm. so it's a prophetic verse about Christ, but Christ's purpose, the whole reason God sent him, it says, because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim this good news to the poor. So he sent them, he sent him so we would have this ability, mm -hmm. right, to, to have this. He has sent me, God has sent Jesus, to bind up the broken heart, heart, hearted. Sorry. He sent him. That's his purpose, mm -hmm. right? That's what he was purposed for in this earth. I'm sorry I'm hanging on that so much, but that was huge to me. To free the captives and to release from darkness the prisoners. Um, so when we talk about the turn, that's what it does. When you get to a point in your life, whatever position, whatever situation you're in, and you acknowledge that there is sin in front of you, he is there to meet you. Okay? So the turn is turning away from the sun and going towards him, mm -hmm. right? Going, returning to Christ, um, returning to his grace, returning to his mercy that mm -hmm. you've walked away from because you've chosen that sin, right? Mm -hmm. And for an exact um, part of my life that it was, I think I... Wore shame long enough to um, be so tired of that yoke. Exhausted. To I was so tired of that yoke. Um, I didn't know how to take it off because I was never shown in my family what it was like to remove it. Mm. I had some family experiences that 
some of my family mer- uh, members almost wore it as a badge of honor, mm-hmm. right? Um, for the victimization of it all. Um, but I knew in my skin and my bones that there was something that I was carrying that I just shouldn't be carrying anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that, first of all, healing the brokenhearted. I had to, that was my first step. I had to acknowledge that there was a wound in my heart and I had to go to him for that healing Mm -hmm. so he could heal my broken heart. And then after I went to him, exposing those wounds, saying, please help me, please heal me, then that captive being set free was allowed to um, start in, right? So then I was like, that freedom, Mm -hmm. this is achievable, this is obtainable. I can be free. I can flourish in freedom, right? But again, y'all, that's his purpose. That's why he was sent to us to Mm -hmm. do that for us. And um, I just did not take him up on it for a really, really long time. Um, So um, after the wound was healed, my broken heart was exposed and healed. And then um, he set me free. And then, right, the darkness from prisoners, right? Mm-hmm. He, he shines the light. And then, wow, oh my goodness. <laughs> you see things differently because the darkness is gone, right? You're not a prisoner to that sin anymore. Mm-hmm. You're not a prisoner to that thought anymore. You're not a prisoner to that habit anymore, that vice, that mm-hmm. addiction, whatever it is. So I believe that's why we sort of kind of picked this as a cornerstone verse mm-hmm. and that an application, even though pretty general. Um, I didn't get into some meaty stuff, which I, I can uh, later on, but an application, I think that's the turn. That's 100%. how we do it, and that's uh, the word of God showing you that that's the whole purpose that he sent his son to us. And think about it. It says he sent, but Jesus is like talking in the first person there. So he's acknowledging that's also why I came. I knew what the deal was. Yeah. I knew what the, the um, mission was. Mm-hmm. I knew what the assignment was. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm here to do for you. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, it's not just the religious, repent, shame, shame on you, repent, mm-hmm. and be a better person, and that there's deeper um, meaning to the actual turn, and then the return to Christ, because he has all of that for you. I, th- I think from, from my perspective, you know, 100% everything that you just said, but one thing that I didn't realize until Two weeks ago, maybe <laughs> three. Um, yesterday, this morning, yesterday, <laughs> like twenty minutes ago, um, was that that innate feeling that she was talking about in her bones to turn? That you have that innately in you because you are a child of His. He calls you to be His, and so we all have that in our souls, wanting to be connected with Him. Absolutely. However something that I didn't realize until very recently, again, maybe a minute ago, don't know, um, (laughs) is that that innate feeling, Satan twists 
he twists it and he molds it for his own mm-hmm. selfish purposes. Mm-hmm. So where I was in my life, and I was I was turning. I was turning to the wrong things. Mm. I was turning to um, satisfaction out of pleasure. I was turning to, you know, um, like being successful in school, and that should be, you know, my value. I was turning to all these different things that weren't him, but I wanted to be him. And it's like a light bulb moment where you're like, oh, I just, I turned, I'm towards him. That's what it was supposed to feel like the a thousand times before that I was trying to get here. Mm-hmm. But what you were saying about you have to receive it, you have to accept it, you have to um, embody it even. That's just wasn't part of the, the program that I was down for five, six years ago. I was like, you're asking a hell of a lot out of me. Like, why would I give you that whenever I, you put me through X, Y, and Z? So I'm going to turn. I'm going to turn to all of these things that were so superficial, so contorted. And it's just like a light bulb moment that I wish for everybody. Because I think that we all, if you're, it doesn't matter if you're on, you know, um, alcohol. It doesn't matter what the addiction is. But in a way, we're addicted as a society to trying to replace God with other things that society Mm -hmm. has put in front of our face. Mm -hmm. We are all addicted to trying to replace God with stuff that that satisfies our selfish wants and needs. So why would we turn? So why would we turn if that's what's what's making us happy? But the thing is is that even if you are on you know cloud nine with all of these addictions, you still have that in your heart. You know that it's not the right turn Mm -hmm. that you're making. You know that you're never going to be satisfied by so what light bulb do we need? And that's a genuine question. Because for me, you know, it's going to be different than for Callie or for Andy or whoever else. What what for you made that light bulb say, oh, you know, crap, Callie. I shouldn't be going and making hundreds of thousand dollars a year. That's not going to satisfy me in the long run. What, what pivoted you to saying, okay, it's not this worldly thing that Satan's contorted and almost controlled. It's actually my father. That's just an open-ended question for everybody. If you have a response, I'd love to hear it. (laughs) Again, I feel like I go way off of wherever y'all are going. But for me, (laughs) I think you said it, and I just wrote it back down. Turning isn't a one-time thing. It's constant, Mm -hmm. right? And so for me, I guess 2021, we'll start it like that. For me personally, it's more of a return. It's not like... I don't feel, and y'all can come out and call me on my stuff if if you don't agree with me. I don't feel like I strayed way out in the wilderness. I don't feel Mm -hmm. like I did. I don't feel like I have a, a, not a selfish, that's not the right word, a um, dangerous habit that I went Mm -hmm. to and Mm -hmm. to something like that. But more for me personally, it it was a return to... stop being so busy that's what Mm -hmm. mine was I was one baby down still working trying to figure out how we were going to move and buy a house and I was just I I guess my addiction or whatever went to just like this busy world Mm -hmm. life like Mm -hmm. I'm too busy to go to church every Sunday and be in a small group every Wednesday it was that's what I think I felt like and I think I mean I guess the beginning of the year kind of did it we went to church on Christmas Eve, yeah. Eve, and here we are three Sundays later. <laughs> Guys, we have, we have a record. We have a record. 
Yeah, but, and that's not my point, but it's just, after the second kid and the fact that I didn't go back to work, I kind of feel like I got a moment to breathe a little bit, mm-hmm. and in that moment, I kind of reevaluated what was important, because mm-hmm. job is always important, right? you got to sustain your family, but since that's not where I am, mm-hmm. that's not where I'm going to try to focus on being. Mm-hmm. And so to me, the whole, for me, kind of coming back is just kind of like me corralling my family back. Like, okay, we're, we finally got here, right? We got the house. We have the kids. We have the two, in, what is it, your average American family? Yeah. Two kids, two dogs. <laughs> yeah. We got it. And we're all in a really good place. But, I mean, once you hit the good place, you know there's something better than that. It's never, where you are is never the best it can be. And you realize that by going, okay. Where's God? I'm here. I'm happy, but there's still something missing. And for me, that's kind of what happened, I guess, at the beginning of the year. I finally decided, or it hit me. <laughs> I don't know what it the, the wall, the service, the sermon, the song in the car, who knows. But it was just like, okay, Callie, you can mm-hmm. slow down. You can come back. You know, you can put on your Jesus jams every morning. We don't have to watch the news. I have turned off <laughs> the news. I can get the weather on my phone. <laughs> Um, so my return was to slow down and set down the excuses of the world and live in his moments every day Mm -hmm. instead of my own moments every day. Mm. Um, praising him every day, Mm -hmm. thanking him Mm -hmm. every day and praying for others every day. Mm. I hadn't done that to the extent that I wanted to over the past few years, unless it was something bad, right? Something bad. Mom got sick. Dad died. Yeah. You know, I'm pregnant, how's the baby, right? Yeah. Like, you, you pray in the moments of urgency, you know, as I said, urgency or fear, mm-hmm. instead of praying in the moments of thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, I feel like that's what this year, this year and forever, but starting this year, starting now, um, that's my way, or that's how I think I am working more to mm-hmm. return. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. I think there's, there's a point to to dive into that Callie just made um whenever you think about the return the turn that we're talking about is not um turning back to what man-made religion is telling you to do and the standard that they've set for you mm-hmm. to be a Christian okay I just want to say that point blank out there that is not what we're talking about here it's not oh my god McKenna, Callie, and Laurie haven't been to church in seven years, and now they've gone three weeks in a row. They they figured it out. Like they're they've really been seven years. They're probably <laughs> probably. But but the point here is that, I, again, taking it back to the time that we're in right now, and the expectation that man has placed upon you to do certain rituals, carry certain traditions, attend certain events. That's not where our return is to. That's not what we're returning to. We're returning to the relationship, to the gift, to the um, the the peace. Mm-hmm. We're returning to all of that. We're not trying to preach to you to say, oh, we went to church this, this Sunday. You better get your booty right there and you know put your hands up and sing to Jesus. That's not what we're saying. It's a tool. It is a tool to to help you on your journey. Right. But it is not um, something to be shamed of or to feel guilt about to, that you're not conforming to this man-made 
um, expectations and standards. It is that we want to encourage you and actually take you outside of that and say that there's so much more that is the potential for your return. Okay, she's putting the mic in front of my mouth. <laughs> um, uh, I, I'm going to tell y'all what I was sort of kind of thinking about when um, my daughters were talking. Um, so I think it is very important to acknowledge that you're in your own position in life. Mm -hmm. You're in your, your own road of life. You're in your own circumstance of life. You know, it's your own perspective and it's your perspective. And therefore, um, because we're sharing it with y'all out there as in the listening world, um, Y'all will have y'all's own perspective too, but when you're talking in story, when you're telling somebody a story, sometimes you can relate to that perspective mm -hmm. and you can say, hmm, I wonder if that's something that I might think about or I might need or whatever um, in, in my life, right? So I'm saying that because as Callie was sharing hers, um, sometimes... Um, the reverse happens. Sometimes when everything's going good in life and everything settles down, we actually um, go on autopilot. Mm -hmm. And we don't do that turn. So I'm, I'm very impressed with the fact that um, you said I've got to the point to where I can breathe and now it was almost like I could see you saying now I, I'm making room for Jesus now that I can breathe. Mm -hmm. So maybe with some of that turning from the um, self-sufficiency, mm -hmm. um, the um, having to have everything, all the ducks in a row, mm -hmm. having to have structure, mm -hmm. that word that, you know, you and I live by, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Um, and the freedom that you felt of the removing of the yoke mm -hmm. and the getting to that place and surrendering that that part of life checked mm -hmm. now allowed your heart to be open to his presence as it hadn't been in a while. Yeah. And I think that's huge, right? But then you lay that over on McKenna's story that she was, you know, touching on. I don't think she shared some details, but since I know it, I'm assuming that, you know, something really similar happened with her and the fact that when she met her shame face to face, she said, hmm, when I lay down that shame, I've got all this room for Jesus in my mm -hmm. life, right? So her turn came from when she met the shame. She said, no, this is not something that I want in my life anymore. Mm -hmm. She removes it, and now she has space. Mm -hmm. She has the ability to um, allow Christ to come in and take up residency where that other stuff was, yep. Yep. right? Yep. I think that's part of this return that I think we're all trying to say. What are we returning to? Well, we're returning to him. Mm -hmm. And in this world right now, I think we get very complacent, mm -hmm. and I think we get very um, numb to the day-to-day -day life that we're in. Yep. And if we do that, and we allow that day-to-day -day life to continue to be okay, and, oh, well, what are we going to do about it? You know, what can there be done about it? I think that's the real danger in um, 
as not talking about things like this, mm-hmm. right? And that's kind of like the description of what this podcast is. Are you held captive within your own beliefs? And that that's one of the um, purposes, that's one of the missions, is to break that open and say, you know what, you're not alone. You have these three women who, crazy as bats can be, you know, <laughs> got all kind of stuff, but you're not alone in that value system that you are being pulled back to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. But, yeah, not but. And um, it, again, goes back to your choice. Mm-hmm. You know, do you want to be complacent mm-hmm. or do you want to allow the return to Christ to be something that answers that heart's yearning, mm-hmm. that's that innate desire that you have in your heart um, to be answered and mm-hmm. fulfilled? Or do you just keep on headstrong going towards the same mm-hmm. thing that you're going on in the complacent position of, oh, well, you know, this is just what it is. It's not. Mm-hmm. And I think that might be something that we wanted to say to y'all this week mm-hmm. is that you have a choice. Mm-hmm. You have a choice to meet whatever you have in your life, expose it, acknowledge it, mm-hmm. and then repent turn and return back to what Christ has to offer you mm-hmm. and the peace and the life that he has for you. Damn. You did a really good job with that. <laughs> You're so like like wise. Level. She's so wise and level. Just sorry. If y'all could see her, she was just completely captivating compared to her, her her audience here. But pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, but I, I think, you know, this this episode, this experience and engagement with us is all about what our mission is. And that is to inspire and to share and to discuss what it's like to turn back. Um, and I think that throughout this, it's going to be happening in a various different ways. You know, we're going to be sharing our stories. We're going to be bringing in people that we know and love that have stories that we feel like will inspire you. Um, we're going to bring in songs that we hear in the car that we want to share with you. Because Callie doesn't have the word, but Jeremy yeah. Camp does. Jeremy Camp does. <laughs> um, so you, Jeremy. <laughs> I, I, I hope that, that after this, you know, there's a little bit more of understanding of what the turn actually means and what the mission here is. Um, I think that, that moving forward in this present time that we have, you know, we want to make it as applicable to the society that we're living in and what circumstances we're in and make sure that you feel um, empowered and safe in that value system that you have because at the end of the day, guys, you're going to be in front of, of God, your creator. Society isn't going to be the one judging you on how you lived your life. It's going to be God. So remember that and have that be, that's my driving force. I'm like, oh, society tells me that that isn't what's the norm. Oh, well, that's what God tells me the norm is, so I'm going to go on with that one. Um, So I guess just to kind of close out this week, I would like to put you all on the spot Mm. and just go around, and I want you to share with everybody, whether it be um, a movie, a song, a book, something that you've come across in your life, that has inspired you to turn from your ways and that, you know, they could look up on their own and kind of have their own experience with. 
Callie looks like she's thinking a lot, so I'll go first. <laughs> um, I recommend the book The Oracle by Jonathan Kahn. It was one of those experiences where mom gave me a book, she said, read it, and I was like, okay, I'll put it in the stack of the other 50 books <laughs> that you told me to read. Um, but this one had a little bit more, um, I don't know what the draw was. I don't know if Jesus was like, you need to read that book, and that's why I picked it up. But there is a beautiful narrative story. It's not just, you know, putting history down in words and bland and hard to read. It's a very easy narrative story that takes you on how, um, you know, things that have happened in the past are affecting today. And how certain things that have happened in the past are repeating themselves today. Um, and then at the end of it, there's I'll, I'll put in the comments or something the page on this book. But it is the most raw and honest description of Christ's love using scripture that I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, so that's something that I would just encourage you. It's on Amazon, anywhere that you can buy books. And it has been such an impact in my life as a kind reminder that no matter what I do, no matter what happens, Christ's love is something that I can mm -hmm. always turn back to. Mm -hmm. I have the thought, so I need to say <laughs> it. Um, so I'm going to sound like a commercial here, but <laughs> mine is, um, so every January, KSBJ okay. does the 30-day challenge, mm -hmm. right? Listen to nothing but KSBJ for 30 days. They always do that. It always drives me crazy because they do it the same day every year. And I'm like, oh, here we go again. Um, but for me, the busy mom who doesn't have time to finish the Oracle, <laughs> y'all, I got three-fourths of the way in and stopped right at probably the most important part of the book. But for me, music resonates, uh -huh. and it's something I can always turn back to because I don't have to stop and read mm -hmm. it. I don't have to stop and watch the movie. It took me like four hours to get through I Still Believe the other day, and I think I only had one of the two kids. Mm -hmm. um, but music is always in the background. It's in the car. It's in, you know, on Am it's on my Google, Nest, Alexa, Siri, whatever. I can always get music, and when shuffle is the best, which is why I like the radio, is because, you know, it's not just the songs that you listen to all the time. It's mm -hmm. the songs that they're playing all the time. So eventually one of those songs, two of those songs, all of those songs will hit you in some way, shape, or form. And that's how it just always hits me. Like this one, I mean, they did, I, I did want to <laughs> make sure I wasn't just really behind on Jeremy Camp's new song. It is a new song. They did say today <laughs> that it is a new song. I'm not like a month behind and it's not like or last year. year's. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the way that I stay, you know, up to date with that. But it's new and it hit me a different way, right? Because I heard it on the way here and I was like, wow, I think that's relevant to what we're going to talk about today. Um, so how, why, what specific thing did it do to me? I, I, I'd say radio or music is what I lean on because it's always in the background. It's something you can focus on without focusing on. It's something that, mm -hmm. you know, as a mom and I dare I say a woman who can multitask, <laughs> um, you know, you could be sitting there doing the dishes, making dinner, and still listening to music and praising and worshiping mm -hmm. at the same time while actually functioning, you know, as some an adult or mother or whatever that you need to get done. And that's kind of the way that I kind of always have it in my mind, always have it mm -hmm. on my heart, is because I'm kind of always just, like Surrounding you kind of said, I'm always dancing around. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that that is how I return, I guess, mm -hmm. as I was talking about earlier. 
is uh, the 10 minutes I get to go to H-E-B sometimes. <laughs> I just blare um, KSPJ. Not paid advertising, we promise. Not paid advertising. <laughs> they are a non-paid advertising. Yeah, non <laughs> uh, But really, I mean, whatever channel y'all listen to, if you're not in Houston, I think they're on iHeartRadio, just saying. But um, it's just a way for me to, to always be in it. Uh, and like I will continue to say, they artists, music artists, have much better words than I do. Mm-hmm. And I love the way that they put verses in songs. So mm-hmm. many mm-hmm. songs are built around for a verse. Building 429 is a band that's built around a verse, mm-hmm. uh, which is just really cool. And I like that they say everything that you're really thinking or that your heart's desire is on at one point in time, every point in time throughout the years. It's just, thank God for music. Mm-hmm. I'm not the one that can write it or sing it or play it, but... <laughs> we try. <laughs> yeah, everybody else can, so thank you for that. Me. Even though I'm not that old, by You're golly. not that old. I know, right? Just semi-old. <laughs> um, there, there is still a, a book, if that's sort of kind of what we're, we're um, a, a tangible something right outside of us that has affected our lives. Um, it uh, was called Flying Closer to the Flame. And you know, the doggone thing is out of print. Um, I've tried several times to go and get it. I think I loaned it to somebody, so now I don't have it anymore. But it, it, I read it while I was pregnant with Hugh McKenna in the bathtub of our little condominium over on Wagon Wheel. <laughs> um, but it was the first time that I was introduced at 30 years old to who the Holy Spirit is. Wow. Flying closer to the flame, right? And so um, when we're talking about being exposed and repenting and returning, well, it's by the relationship of the Holy Spirit that's provoking our hearts Mm -hmm. and and initiating all those thoughts and feelings and everything. And that's the God that we are um, really relating to, I think, the most there. And then when we get the, um, the relationship, the forgiveness and everything, we step in jesus and and accept all that and yeah but that was and is and will always be the most um life-changing and still um applicable book that introduced me to something that i wasn't introduced to in church Mm. and family and culture or and anything else um and then through the rest of the next 26 years, I think it um, helped me by um, having that newly found uh, avenue with God, of God, to then experience God in a whole different way the next 30 years of my life, Mm. minus four. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, um, yeah, that's, that was a long time ago, but it's still obviously impactful. If anybody can find it online, please at Laurie Fontana. Whatever you can find her a copy. Um, well, thank y'all for sharing. And just in closing, uh, thank you for listening again. Um, as always, if there's anything that you want to share with us, anything that you found impactful that you'd like to discuss more, Mama, Mama loves, Mama loves to just have people.
go over and have a glass of wine. So bring it on. Um, the Lord bless you and keep you. We'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in. Amen. Amen. Good call.